Figgy Oldtimers Day has come and gone. It was a beautiful, glorious day of so many of our favorite childhood and adulthood players. Yeah, we got a chance to speak with a bunch of them before and after the game. And uh, during the game, there was, uh, wasn't as close of a game as we wanted, but there's a lot of smiles all around. And it was an 8-1 blowout, and the Mets won 3-0. Everyone wins in the end, and you're going to win because you get a live episode of Amazing But True from the New York Post from Ebbs Brewing Co., presented by your Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. All of that, plus our interviews with some of the old-timers, coming up next. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Queens, New York. Mets take the field. So amazing. Amazing but true, orange and blue, so amazing. Here's the pitch. New York folks, it's out of here. We got you. Do you believe it? Do you believe in miracles? Yes. So don't sit here and call out the players who are busting their ass trying to win games. They teased no, they, us. They teased themselves. They're teasing us. They didn't tease they you. They have to sweep. No, look at my brass cojones because I throw the ball. You like that, Spanish Academy? You can't talk the talk and not walk the walk and then expect everybody to be okay with it. That's all. I've done enough scoreboard watching. The only scoreboard that matters is the one that's in front of our face. Next week is probably going to be an intervention. So let's talk about it next on Amazing But True. Welcome to a live Amazing But True podcast from the New York Post. This episode of Amazing But True is presented by your Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Shout out to Cadillac, everyone. I need an Escalade in my life. Visit your Cadillac showroom today. Be iconic. Thanks to Ebbs Brewing Co. for having us. Tip your bartenders. Tip your servers. Have a beer. Thanks to Anthony Pirelli for being here. Andrew Hart, social guy, producer. Jake Brown here alongside former Mets pitcher. Give it up for Figgy. Nelson Figueroa. Old Timers Day has come and gone. It was a thing of beauty. Well, not a thing of beauty defensively. Uh, there was some ugliness, but we love them all. They were all fun to watch. And it was an 8-1 final. The Miracles beat the Amazons. Who cares well, what the final listen, was? Just, come on. Just stating the box scores, you know. Uh, we're Nerd. Here, we're, here, <laughs> we're here to have, we talk with Doc Good and Tim Tuffle, Billy Wagner, John Franco, Glenn and Rush. You can hear that later in the podcast. But Figgy, they finally brought it back. The best owner in baseball, Steve Cohen, brought the fans out, a sellout. He brought back everyone from Bartolo to Glendon Rush to Mike Piazza to Top Rat. Everyone and anyone was there, except Johan Santana, who didn't make it. We don't know why. But everyone was there. Fun times were had. And uh, it was cool watching these guys out there. It was uh, something you kind of dreamt of. If you're a decade, you know, you know the 2000s, you know the you know, 86 team, everybody has their own team. 
it was great to see all those different generations coming together, watching them all in the same field at the same time. And even the players, the players were so excited. We talked to all of them afterwards. We hung out in the suite with them as they came off the field, showered up, and they had smiles, nothing but smiles on their faces. They were so excited to be back there and, and having an opportunity to do it in front of the fans. Um, you know, a guy like Billy Wagner, who said he really wanted to have a chance to let it eat and see what he could hit on the radar gun, but there was no radar gun for him. He threw gas. He did. He no. was throwing cheese. He, he pitches to his high school baseball team, so there's that movie, The Rookie, right, where the guy makes the comeback after pitches to his high school team. So he had a little bit of an illusion of that he could do that, but it was great to see those guys go out there. You know, guys that could give that kind of effort, awesome. Bartolo Colon, he texted me and said he was going to throw at least 88 to 90, if not harder, and Edgardo Alfonso texted him back and told him, I can't wait to face you, and I'm going to turn that – ish around and he did hit a missile this is a family friendly podcast i said ish he hit a missile off of bartolo cologne into what would have been the gap if it wasn't that andy chavez is still 28 years old playing center field in an old timers game but chavez tracks it down mookie wilson was outstanding probably mvp of the day in honor of the nelson figaro spanish academy andy chavez is a poppy chulo i mean he still looks good he's slim like Mookie Wilson is 66 and made a great play. Outstanding. Uh, none other than, well, I think Benny Agbayani might have hit it. Yes, How about did. the ovation for Benny Agbayani? He was one of my favorite players. He might have got the loudest ovation, him and Bartolo, of the day. So that shows, eat your donuts. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Vogue. Again, every generation was well represented, and it's not about the superstar players. It's not about the Hall of Famers. It was about the players that you used to root for, the guys that, you know, had big moments. Uh, you know, Chavez has the catch, but there was a lot of other things that he did. Benny, as well, had big moments, but there was a lot of other things he did on a day-in and day-out basis. And I'm telling you, those smiles were real. They were genuine, and it was, it was great to see that all the way around. And the guys, again, that could do it, did it. Uh, Turk Wendell wanted to, you know, get a chance to pitch a little bit more. He went to go spike the rosin bag, and Billy Wagner was already there, and he couldn't spike the rosin bag. That was his signature move. That used to be like the LeBron, before the LeBron, right? Everybody in the crowd would go crazy, and then he spiked the rosin bag. So he was ready to do it and give the fans what they wanted, and Wagner goes, hey, give me the ball, I got a pitch. So that knocked that out. But, you know, you've seen some of the hitters put, you know, the bat on the ball, and it was just, everyone had a really good time. The fans enjoyed it. It was only three innings. Um, you Two know. and a half, kind of. I think they called the mercy rule. It was eight to one. They're like, we quit. It stopped out of nowhere. Well, that's the thing is that you run out of guys who can actually play. And guys who thought they could play as they're rounding third base and their hamstrings are tightening up, they're like, nah, I don't think I could do that again. I felt better about myself. <laughs> and I'm a fat ass, but I, I felt good. I wanted to call my dietician immediately be like, I'm looking good out there. It was cool to see. I was nine years old in 2000, so that was the first year I was a fan. And to see all those guys, like, back together, yeah. you've, it was special. Like, you had the 69 guys, the 86 guys, the 2000 guys. You had the recent guys, like the Daniel Murphys of the world. Yeah. Still looks good. Jose Reyes. You, every kind of fun year in Mets history, and they're very limited, were all represented. <laughs> and it was special. You had the guys with the canes. You had the guys couldn't walk, the guys who could walk, the guys who could run, can't run. <laughs> Literally every kind of guy and every kind of decade was represented. And I think that's good that Steve Cohen brought it back and. You know, he's taking this team in the right direction. Listen, whatever, whatever he did to make that thing come, come to fruition, he paid whatever price he had to pay. Money. And it's, again, if you have that kind of money that you can bring others happiness, he did that today. He did that for not just the, you know, 40-something thousand that were here in attendance. He did that for all the Met fans that could watch on TV to see all those guys and point them out to their kids and grandkids and say, this is the guy I used to root for. And then you could go to YouTube and watch their highlight videos. All those kinds of things, that's a generational thing that you hope that 
the Mets are trying to build that kind of culture. They're trying to change what you know happened for those years, and it's it's. Everybody, you know, will say it's the Wilpons. Whatever it was, that just never felt like a reason that all the Met fans could come together. And now it's different. Uh, you got guys like Dwight Gooden, who he, he apologized. He kept apologizing for his, uh, his outing as if he was going to go out there and just, you know, sit at 95 with a nasty hook. He goes, he goes I, right when I tried to put a little bit more on it, my body kept saying no. I go, it's like R. Kelly, the R. Kelly song, right? Yeah. My mind's telling me yes, my body's telling me no. That's our, that was him today. So all those guys had a great time. We got a chance to hang out with every single one of them. We have autographs from all of them. So today was a great day to be a fan. And um, I, I, I'm excited from, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to play in it, and I – was even more excited I got a chance to be a fan and see all these guys have that recognition. You know, the first one is very special. And, uh, I, you know, I look forward to the next ones that come up because I think there's going to be more and more guys that will want to play in it. And there's guys that, hey, this was a one and done. They got a chance to be acknowledged by the crowd. And how many times have you heard me say, you want to be able to give people their flowers while they're alive. And so for those 62 team, the 69 team, 73 team, you know, the guys that could make it out there and, and to do Willie, the Willie Mays thing was a huge surprise. Mm -hmm. We kept saying that it was going to be a surprise. I thought I it was Goosebumps when Howie uh, kind of said that. I think Howie got goosebumps saying it. I thought it was going to be David Wright, and that was the other thing. Remember, when they did the national anthem, I'm literally standing next to Emrod, Michael Rodriguez. Uh, shout, shout out, out to, to Emrod. Shout out to Sweet 2, because they know how to do it over there in the city field. Whew. But I'm, I'm standing there, and they said that this is the original organist from Shea Stadium who played That's the national anthem. Okay. And as soon as she started to play it, you had that throwback feeling when you were a kid because they did the organ. It wasn't always having a live singer. And I swear, I had goosebumps all up and down my arms because I remember that feeling. I remember that there was an organ player that did that at Shea Stadium. And then they did the scoreboard to make it look like it was Shea Stadium. And then the Mets went yeah. out and didn't disappoint and a 3 nothing victory. And they did it like a, a Seaver kind of outing. They honored it with David Peterson with the shutout. How about this? Hearts just showed it says Mike Puma, our guy at the New York Post. Ray Knight said, I love the New York Mets. I don't like the Wilpons. So he made it pretty clear. Ooh, fighting words. Page six quickly picked that up. Uh, did you not like the Wilpons, Figgy? I didn't have a problem with the Wilpons. The I Wilpons, put you on the spot it, there. It, no, no, no. It was a different, it's a very different situation, right? You're talking about guys who are becoming free agents and guys that got traded away and guys that, that was different. Like for me, every opportunity I got was a blessing. And because I, I known, I've known them so long, I knew their background of being Lafayette kids. You know, Fred Wilpon went to Lafayette. Um, John Franco, Lafayette. Sandy Koufax, Lafayette. Kevin Baez, Lafayette. Those are my rival high school guys. So I've known the Wilpons in that capacity. And then I get drafted as a 30th rounder in 1995. I didn't say, oh, screw the Wilpons. As soon as I got drafted, I was excited as all hell. I was going to have a chance to put on a Met uniform, and it didn't happen right away. I went toss and turn all over the country, all over the world, basically. It came back in 2008, drafted in 95, came back 13 years later, and I got a chance to put on that uniform and pitch here at Chase Stadium uh, for the first time. It was, I thinking, oh, the owner screwed me back in 1998 when they traded me? No. You know what I was thinking? Man, my friends and family are going to share in this and this journey and everything that they have, you know, supported me through. I had a chance to just have that one, even if it was one outing, it was well worth it. And so I would never say that about the Wilpons. I know the Wilpons tried to put a, a good product out there. I know they spent money. And you guys can go through it. Jason Bay, even Santana didn't finish his career, you know, while playing. They spent the money. Uh, even uh, Cespedes, they spent the big money on Cespedes. It didn't come back. They never put big money out that came back. And it was like, oh, wow, they got their money's worth. And so there is trepidation when you're the ownership group. So you can understand it a little bit, but I think so many people are like, oh, they're, they're so cheap, they're so cheap. They still put, it wasn't top 
three money, but they still put top seven money into the product over the last 20 years. It just never worked out. It's unfortunate. That's just called bad luck. And especially you add Madoff. Yeah. All right, we, we, we've talked enough about the freaking <laughs> Will Ponds. <laughs> All right, now you don't want to go back Steve Cohen era, Uncle Stevie. Make me some spaghetti and meatballs, Uncle Stevie. Listen. Let's give it up for the Cardinals who have defeated the Braves. The Mets have a three-game lead. A walk-off win by the Cardinals, and the Mets are up three games. They win 3 nothing today. Oh, man, what a capper to a good day mm -hmm. at the ballpark. And David Peterson fills in again, Figgy. Yep. Just whoever fills in, they do it, whether it's a banker from Omaha <laughs> or David Peterson or whoever else it may be. It wasn't, you know, uh, Buto, Booty Buto, yeah. and, uh, and Sapucky, but it's, it's the likes of a banker and David Peterson who are getting the job done. Buck Showalter continues to lead this squad, who, let's give it up, has guaranteed a winning season. That's right. 82 wins. We, we, we could, don't say that. <laughs> and following this pod, the Mets go on a 34-game losing streak. No, we don't want that. <laughs> winning season, all good vibes, and another packed house, Figgy. You said it sold out. 42,617, a sellout crowd at the ballpark. Yeah, and, and I'm telling you, all the way around, people had a, a, a not just a, a great time, but you saw generational just kids, grandkids, families coming together. They were holding hand in hand, watching and looking out there, pointing at the different players from the even the old-timers game to today's game, just watching Brandon Nimmo set the tone. First at bat, bam, hits a home run, and already we're off and running. And so I think that's, that's what you want to be. This is who we are as Met fans, right? We're blue-collared, we're gritty, we're dirty, we want to get our hands dirty and get the job done, however it may be. We don't want, you know, is it the uh, most money that can be? It can be now because we have an owner who will do that. But at the same time, we love those kinds of players. The, Be the Benny Agbayanis of the world, the Chavez's of the world, the Nimmo's of the world. We love those kinds of players. Those are Met players to us. Wally Backman getting introduced almost second to last, you know, that, that tells you what you know, people acknowledge as a Met kind of player. He was the kind of guy who would go into second base, take a guy out, and make sure that, you know, the Mets scored that run because that's the way to play the game. Heart and hustle, and that's what Blue and Orange is about. Yeah, it's crazy when you think, like, a Yankee old-timer is like a Babe Ruth. The Met is Benny Agbayani. <laughs> and that's what makes us Mets fans. That's why we love this team. You forgot to include Sweaty in the blue collar, as I am right now with my uh, sweat towel here. But uh, this, this was one of those kind of days that makes you realize why you love this franchise, why I've been here 51 times this year. I think I need medical you attention. set a record. This is it, a new it's, record. It's getting you. absurd. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, this ballpark's been packed for like Monday games, Tuesday games, Wednesday games. Today was games. ridiculous though. The lines when the we lines, got here. Yeah. The lines when we got here were around the corner in every single entranceway. There was nowhere you could go, nowhere where, oh wait, let's go down to this gate. Let's go down. No, you couldn't go anywhere. It was standing room only from the very beginning and the fans Stood there, you know, sharing stories, laughing, joking. No one was yelling about, oh, this sucks, this is terrible. No, you know what? This is a great day. And uh, I, I think the, the weather was fantastic. Uh, they did a great job with the ceremony, all the introductions, the family members that could be there representing the, the different families. And, again, the Willie Mays, um, you know, uh, retiring number 24. No Met will ever wear number 24 after this year. That, that is such a great thing because Yankees are out of numbers, aren't they? they they've... They, it's like three, three, four times each number. Well, yeah. exactly. I think, I think what you, what you, what you want to have is right. You want to have something that you can say is ours. And when they did the Jackie Robinson rotunda, 
here at the stadium. You know, some people felt like, well, that's the Brooklyn Dodgers. He didn't play for the Mets. And you wanted more of the things that the Mets were famous for. That little small corner that they had with the Mets memorabilia from those years past. Now, all of a sudden, you're starting to get bigger things up in the corner. The numbers being retired. Those players being, you know, the accolades. And then Willie Mays, of course. Like, if you can put your name alongside Willie Mays, you do that in a heartbeat. And Willie Mays was New York baseball. But Figgy, you actually nailed it, though, because you always said where it's like you want to give these guys their due when they're alive. And granted, Willie Mays can't travel. He's too old to travel now. But the fact that they were able to do that and, and Howie Rose said that, you know, this was a long-awaited thing that, yes. that Payson had said that we wanted to do this. Like, this is an owner that understands the team's history, that understands that this is for the fans. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you get to do that and, and do it in, sort of a, in, in, in a grand fashion like that is so awesome. And you got to give credit to Jay Horowitz as well, too. He put all this together. He got all the guys mm-hmm. in. And I know you had... A lot no, of uh, yeah. a no lot one, of Jay memories, but can you, you give us your give, give us your Jay Horowitz impression, Figgy? Well, yeah. so Jay, Jay Horowitz, of course, is 30 some odd years as the PR man for the New York Mets. He's moved on to be the alumni relations person, and as soon as he reaches out to you, you answer your phone with a "What do you need, Jay?" Anything I can do, Jay. And how does he respond? Let me see what that... Hold on one second. And then he'll take his glasses off and put the phone as close to his face as he can. And then he'll pull it back. And just, just, just hold on one second. Who is this again? You called me, Jay. But Jay... Jay Horowitz is one of the best baseball people around. He is, he's done a phenomenal job through the years. And that, the fact that we do have an alumni association, I, I think that's huge. I, I used to laugh because I played for the, the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, just a short while. And every Sorry off-season. to hear that. Thoughts but, and prayers to you and your family. But every, but every <laughs> offseason, I would get a, it was called the Black and Gold Newsletter. And you would get this newsletter that invited you to be in the golf outing, invited you to be. And you would get, uh, I, I had everyone's name and number and contact information. You know, it's not every day that you get to be a major league player and you become part of a fraternity like this. It would be very cool to be able to reach out to all these guys. And whether it's an email, whether it's a a text message, whether it's a chat, but to have a chance to speak to your teammates that you had or even some of the guys that came before you, it's really a special thing. And I I think that that's something that I always wanted to have as a Met fan. And Jay Harwitz was my Rolodex, right? I call him and be like, hey, I need uh, Mookie Wilson's number. He texted back to me and he goes, you didn't get it from me. <laughs> yeah, who else am I getting it from? But any any of those things, that that's something that's very special about it. And I think that's the reason why a lot of these guys came, you know, with open arms and said whatever you need today, and and, and they did a great job out there. Yeah, listen, we were around all of them. We oh. were. It was it was fun. Uh, Jose Reyes complimented my gold shoes. He yes, knows he, he knows style very he's, well. Yeah, he said this this guy good fashion. Good fashion. Good fashion. Yeah, that's Oof. right. Poppy Chulo, baby. He's, he's, uh, he's going to be on within the next two weeks, he said. We will have Jose Reyes on the podcast. Give it up for Jose Reyes. La Melaza. Subscribe to Amazing But True wherever you get podcasts. Follow him on Twitter at FiggyNY. Follow me at Jake Brown Radio. Uh, Timmy Trumpet, first pitch on Tuesday. How about that? That's it's right. happening. That's right. I think we get partial credit. We had Blaster Jacks on the show. They said it's in the works. It happens right after they came on. Coincidence? I think not. We'll take credit, uh, but we need Edwin Diaz to pitch no matter what the score is Tuesday, <laughs> so we get live trumpets. And I said this in April. They need live trumpets. Uh, we couldn't get... Who is the trumpeteer? Louis Armstrong? He's Neil, dead. What is... That well, Neil Armstrong? Thinking, Did you say Neil oh, Armstrong? Can we get Kenny G out here? Kenny saxophone? G, it's a saxophone. Let's get, a, let's get the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, for God's sakes, in here. 
Oh my god! But this is like these kind of moments we love, and it's against the Dodgers. Maybe an NLCS preview coming up as the Mets look to sweep the Rockies on Sunday. They've taken the series already. Would be huge to sweep going to the Dodgers series, but you get the trumpets leading into a tough test and a good test. We'll see DeGrom on the hill against the Dodgers. Hopefully that's game one NLCS, probably in Los Angeles, unfortunately, because they're probably going to have home field. But we're getting a little playoff preview, and then after that, it should be smooth sailing. The schedule's pretty easy for the Mets, Figgy, but this nothing is... Nothing is easy. Nothing's easy, but this is a fun little test coming up this week. Yeah, no, with, without a doubt. I, I, I go, let's go backwards, right? We, the Yankees, we thought they could take the Yankees while they were down. And then, well, they won 4-2 to two and 4-2, to two, so it wasn't blowouts. It were good games, really good games, exciting games, down to the wire, last swing, all the way to the warning track, those kind of games. And that's what you want. You want your team rallying back. You want your team in every single game, every pitch. Every pitch matters, and you want those high-pressure situations. It doesn't get bigger than a Subway Series. That's a great preparation for, for the playoffs. Now you're going to go ahead, and, yeah, the Rockies were a little bit downtrodden. They're not, you know, the, the, creme, the creme of the West. But now you're going to go and then take on the Dodgers, who are. And you want to be able to go toe-to-toe with them. And, and, you know, do I count it as a, oh, my God, they lose uh, two out of three. They're terrible. We can't compete with them. No, not at all. But at the same time, yeah, I got Jacob DeGrom on the mound. I feel like we have the best team on the planet when Jacob DeGrom's on the mound. And uh, after that, you're going to have just everybody else trying to figure out a way to get this team to continue to win games. Mark Canna, again, continues to swing that bat and just put the ball in play, carry this team, because it's not really the superstars in the middle that are doing it. Lindor hasn't had an RBI in a little while. Alonzo hit the home run, finally, that we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. But Mark Hanna has been the guy that's been really driving in a Fair bunch enough. of runs and coming up clutch for this team. And all they do is play winning baseball. It's a team game. You know, I like to say, Karna, Karna, in honor of Karnan, Karnan. He's been incredible. Easiest guy to root for on this team. And I want to sweep the Dodgers. I want to send this stupid team a message because they are not losing. They win every freaking it's, night. It's ridiculous. Them and the stupid Braves just keep winning. We want to coast away, run with this division. You saw and that they, sweet, right? Until tonight, they keep winning. It's not fair. Tonight's want the first to- night, right? Isn't it? Tonight's the first night since June 27th or something like that that the Mets have won a game and the Braves have actually it's lost. Every time the Mets lost, the Braves won over the, like, the last 13, 14 games. So right when you think the Mets are playing fantastic baseball, won 16 out of the 19 games, and you look up and the Braves are right there in the rearview mirror, very close. And there's a reason for it. They play very good baseball, and the Mets have to continue to find a way to win these games. Yeah, and I think they will. So we'll see what happens. Old-timers day was great, Figgy. Uh, in another language, they would call it Dia del Viejo Cantador de Tiempo. You impressed by that uh, I, that I knew Old Timers Day in Spanish? That, that hurt me in so many but it, ways. was it the right way to say it? I think it was. It, it, it was close. Dia del Viejo Cantador de Tiempo. Cantador. I'm learning. See? <laughs> Cantador. Listen, I tried. I... I might right. have some help by Maida before uh, I like, giving me I'd like to buy a vowel. <laughs> I'd like to buy a vowel. That's the... Maybe a tilde and a... Somewhere in there. Somewhere so know, grandma is abuela. What's grandpa? Abuelo. Abuelo. Damn it. It's that easy? It's that easy. It's and a retired player is what? Jugador retirado. Excusez-moi? Jugador. Jugador? Retirado. Retirado. There it is. <laughs> Domo omigato, Mr. Retirato. All right. That's, 
That's a trip to the Nelson Figueroa Spanish Academy as he still ices his arm from his 119 pitches. I pitch. take no Do you, do you feel your whole body from the 119 pitches? I, I'm fully healed. I'm fully healed. I, I was ready so to go. So you're pitching tomorrow. Uh, I was ready to go today. I was hoping they made a call to the pen or called me up. <laughs> it, was, it was like I was down in the minor leagues again. And I'm like, just let the phone ring, damn it. I, I see these guys are struggling right now. Uh, Al Leiter couldn't Al throw Leiter. strikes. He threw eight pitches to Mike Piazza. Did anybody notice that? Eight pitches to Mike he Piazza. Walked him twice. twice and then gave up, almost gave up a hit. Yes, Pedro changed the count magically. Listen, it's an old-timers game. Whatever will happen will happen, and that's what you wanted to see. Did you want to see Mike Piazza walk? Hell no. Mike hit dingers in batting practice, and so did Andy Chavez. I watched them hit homers, and unfortunately it did happen during the game. No Uh, one came even close. They they took the swings to do it, but again, when the ball's coming in at 40 miles an hour, it's not as easy to square that thing up. But listen, at, at the end of the day, all the guys went out there. Nobody got hurt. I thought Elster was dead. First player of the game. Elster, yeah. Elster goes back, falls down, and all I'm thinking is, please, no, like, clavicle, no arm issue. He gets back up and keeps going, and I, I think everybody let out a big sigh of relief because I'm like, all right, old-timers game, first pitch, old-timers game over. Great. Kevin Elster looks like he's in a rock band. Like, is he part of ACDC? He showed up with this goatee and shade. He looks Rico Suave. Uh, listen, Kevin Elster was always one of those heartthrob kind of players. Like, the, the women from the 80s were just pawing every chance they had. Kevin Elster's waving at, you know, the fans up in the top. He's still one of those guys. But at the same time, there's a little too much paint uh, being used. You it's think? A, what do I think? What do you mean paint? His Makeup? mustache, everything that you was... You think his mustache is painted on? Everything that... With Bobby Valentine here. Okay, I'm 48, and do you see all this gray? No shot. Yeah, that was old. natural. No shot that was natural. So you think he's got, like, Botox done or something? I, I, I'm not saying Botox, but I can definitely tell you he's got uh, Just for Men. Keith Hernandez supplied the Just for Men around the clubhouse, possibly. Yeah, how about that? We're here at Ebbs Brewing Co. Shout out to AG's Sports Groupies yeah. in the building. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I caught you. I'm like, get your ass back here. Yeah, we're, yeah. Watch, watch your language, AG over here. Uh, we're here at Ebbs after the game. They're closing up shop soon, so we're gonna close a little bit. But the Mets, 82 and 46, three game lead. Is that good? Uh, it's pretty damn good. I love Buck Showalter. He is such a breath of fresh air from Luis Rojas, who, like I said, Domo Migato, Mr. Roboto. He was Mr. Roboto, and Buck just is genuine. He's funny. He's honest. He brings a certain swagger and moxie to this team that they've been lacking since, what, Bobby Valentine? I mean, I guess Terry had some, but Bobby was that dude. He brought the stash out today. Yes, he did. It's been a while since the Mets had a manager you could trust every night. Sure, he has some moves we hate. We hated Michael Givens on Friday night, but the team re- you know, was resilient and won. He the, yeah, he's been – Michael Givens <laughs> – Givens has been giving us nothing. He's been terrible. Hey, and that's when did thing. Michael Bivens start pitching? Yeah, that's well. Here's Bell a, DeVoe, here's the nothing. thing. Everyone's saying blame hey, Billy Epler. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank that, you. it's old old people jokes. Yeah, I don't know. I can't relate. Uh, they didn't do enough. That's what everyone's saying. They didn't do enough to the bullpen. And we'll close Mets wise on this. That My, did they do enough? Are you worried My, about this bullpen going into October? Uh, I'm and not. November, I, I'm not because I told you the starting staff gets someone like Jacob Degrom, and you have Max Scherzer, and those guys are going close to back to back. That's saving the bullpen. That's an extra bullpen guy right there. Um, as much as you complain about Givens, if you look up his last 30 games that he's pitched in, he has a 1.8 ERA. Two of those games happen to be disasters. The first one he ever pitched in a Met uniform, 
We gave up like four runs. But after that, you know, this was kind of one of those that you kind of chalk up that he, he got into a good groove and all of a sudden he gave up some runs. But in his last 30 games, he's had a 1.8 ERA. Unfortunately, most of those weren't with the Mets. That's the problem. I understand that. But <laughs> this is you're, it's a microcosm, right? You're like, oh, what have you done for me lately? Give him an opportunity to get comfortable. It's not easy to go into a new surroundings where his role is definitely different than what he was doing anywhere else that he has been. You know, he's coming in here and it's like, hey, uh, you might be the mop-up guy. You might be the eighth-inning guy. We're not really sure what to do with you, but you got to earn your role. So that's the beautiful part about Buck Showalter is he will put him out there and let him either win or lose his role. And I think once you get towards crunch time, if he hasn't been able to do it in his last five outings, he's not going to be there to do it. So Buck, was, about that. Buck was your first manager of your career in Arizona yes. in 2000. I feel like I know more about your career than you, which is like kind of sad at this point. Um, but how has Buck grown from 2000? Like, do you see differences from when he managed you in 2000 to what he is in 2022? It's just... It, so you always say, like, for a rookie, the game is always sped up, and you're trying to figure out a way to slow the game down, right? It's never that way for Buck. The, the game is never faster than he's already thinking. It, it never, there's not a move, there's not a call that he is not on top of with his staff. Glenn Sherlock was my bullpen coach. He's now the bench coach. Glenn Sherlock was the bullpen coach when I was with the Arizona Diamondbacks. So these two have been together for a long, long time. You're talking about 20 years, over 20 years of experience, of ups and downs in baseball, all the different nuances. And at the end of the day, what has Buck learned? Buck has learned that the, the players, they are the ones who police the clubhouse. They are the ones who take care of their own, uh, that, that, that's their own area. What Buck really cares about is once you get into the dugout, you're rooting for your teammate. You're pulling for your teammate. You're doing everything you can to help this team win. And he has put guys in positions to be successful. And you don't see him. He's not out there pointing at it, me, 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 look at me. It's all me. He throws the praise on the players. But he also, if they falter, he will take the blame for the faltering. And that's something different because when you're a young manager and you're a new manager, People sit there and they want to see how you react to this. And if you've never done it before, you don't know what to say. You don't know how to feel. You don't want everybody to be like, oh, it's his fault all the time, like you used to say about Rojas every five seconds. It's difficult. He to, was so bad. But it's difficult to live through that. You can't live through those mistakes because it's your first time and your only time. So all you know about him is that he's always made mistakes. The amount of times he said up-downs, I started doing imaginary push-ups <laughs> in my brain, and but, I didn't know what it was. Uh, let's, let's not perpetuate a lie there's no way you did a push-up yeah you're right but i said fake once <laughs> but at the end of at the end of the day buck showalter is somebody who has done it all seen it all and at the same time he's great for a quote or two oh, um knows great. how to work the new york media he's been a part of it for years and at the end of the day he is not the focal point of this team right this team is playing great winning baseball, and you always say it's encapsulated by guys who have bought into this winning way. It's not about me, 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 I, 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 swing for the fences. It's about putting the ball in play. It's about making a pitch. It's about being able to get the three outs when called upon. And, of course, you have Edwin Diaz at the end of the day who is, lights out the best closer in baseball. And then when you have a guy like Jacob deGrom finally healthy and you have Scherzer who has that leadership, you have all these veteran guys. It's, there's a mix. There's a mix. When the Diamondbacks won in 2001, that was a team that I said right away, they have the mix. And what the mix is, is that you need veteran guys who, this might be their last chance at mm -hmm. a title. You need those veteran guys who realize like, the, the, how, the, how hard it is to get to the A playoffs, B World Series, C win the whole damn thing. Remember, the Braves won 14 straight National League East championships. They went to two World Series and they lost one of them. 
So it's not that simple just because you got there. So you want guys who have gone through the wars, who've gone through the battles, who've maybe come out on top. Maybe they've, they've, uh, they, they've failed. You want those guys. And Scherz is one of those guys that you look up to him and you blindly go wherever the hell he goes. Whatever he does, you follow him. And he's done that ever since he's gotten here. Jake, of course, best pitcher on the planet when he's healthy. And then at the end of the day, that lineup, the depth, and the way that this team is playing together, this is something very special. And all they can do is continue to add to it. I feel like I'm part of the team when I'm here every day. I'm like, <laughs> that my routine. No, no. Besides, no. besides the diet, which, you know, they've been feeding us well. They've been feeding me well with these, you know, shrimp uh, shrimp tempura last night. Oh, you, you missed had the, the taco. Did you lobster the taco tacos today? tonight. Yeah, we were just eating good. Uh, unfortunately... Yeah, very good. Highly recommend. Everybody, uh, lobster? What? Uh, I recommend the lobster lobster roll is available to the public uh, in Section 105. Uh, Buck might be without un- bad news. to cl- Francisco Alvarez being evaluated for an ankle injury might miss the rest of the season. So we might not... We, we might not get the Alvarez uh, in September and October that we hope for. I'm sorry. We're stuck with James McCann and Tomas Dito. Uh, McCann's been rough to watch. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Amazing but true. Jake Brown, Nels Figueroa, Andrew Hart's here. Ebb's Brewing Co. I'm going to do a little trivia and give out. I'm going to give away my personal Funko Pops. They don't look like players, so I'll just give them away. And Summer, friend of the program, is giving her own, uh, there goes the shirt, uh, Wonder Woman bobblehead. Whoa, whoa. Shout out to Summer. Um, So we'll give trivia. Who wants the Wonder Woman bobblehead? Anyone? All right, trivia. Come Come to the mic. You have to answer a question. If you don't know about the match, you're screwed. Are you a dire? What's your name? Where are you from? From Williamsport, home of Little League World Series. Oh, shout out to Trumbull High School uh, Little League champions in 1991, where (laughs) I went to school. 1991? Something. I don't remember. I was born that year. Uh, Are you a diehard Mets fan? Yes. And you really want since, Wonder Woman uh, since '69? Okay, oh, okay. Should Damn, take that, Jake. <laughs> Damn, call your mama, ask a question. I'm gonna give one on the current team. Who was the starting pitcher of the combined no hitter earlier this season against the Phillies? Do you need a clue, or do you know it off the top of your head? Uh, I'll give I'll give him a clue. He's injured right now. He's on the injured list. He was a starter, dominant the first two months. Got hurt. You're, we have a phone, a friend. Uh, Recipes Regis Philbin, who wants to be a millionaire, one of the greatest shows of all time. I think she knows it. Mike D. Cookie P- Carrasco. That is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler McGill is correct. Tyler McGill. I, should, we got to step up. We got another. Oh, there it is. By association, will you give it to him, or is it a combined? Can you split? Can we cut it in half like a peanut butter jelly and give it to him? All right, there you go. Good job. Depends on how you cut it. It's all in the family, so it's fine. Half a peanut butter. All right. We now have a Pete Alonzo Funko Pop. Yeah, no, you had your hand up. Let's go. You asked for it. 
We'll, we'll let you have a lifeline if you need it. We'll see. Pick a lifeline out of the crowd. Christopher, help her. Christopher, for the love of God. Christopher, come on up. A limited edition. I don't think it's actually, but I'll just call it a limited edition. Edition, that's a tough word. Limited edition. I just had like, I just had like a stroke. Uh, you're you coming up. His eye, name, his eye from? closed. Where are you from? I'm Daily. I'm Colombian. Daily? Yes. Cool. We're nice. Colombian, okay. Um, Why did you say that with an accent? I love, it's a fun <laughs> word, Colombian. I just like to say Colombian. What is going on? It sounds like I had some, uh, some uh, pizzazz when I say it. I got to like shimmy Colombian. Um, <laughs> just ask the question. I'm so fixated on Colombian. Uh, okay. Should I give a, a current Mets question this year? No, no. Current? Her phone, a friend wants a current. Okay. What met? I'll give an easy one. Yeah, look at her. Look at her. Who are you asking? Oscar. Oscar. Who are you asking? What met hit two homers against the Phillies last Sunday, including a go-ahead homer? Come on, we're here. Let's just answer the damn question. Canna. 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 There you go. You've won a Pete Alonzo. Very nice. Very nice. This last one I'm going to make hard. This is only a diehard. If you're not a diehard, AG, you want? You have right? Come on, baby. All right. If you get this wrong. Wait, wait. Do you want to make it a David Wright trivia question? A David Wright trivia question? Uh, what about a 1977 Steve Henderson trivia question? Whoa, whoa. You don't ask the questions to us. <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. Calm down. Um, <laughs> Did you okay. see that catch? We made that catch and right. Shout out to Steve Henderson, the catch and right field. What, that was what awesome. do I want to give him? A David Wright theme question. What team... Did David Wright play in his final game here where I brought a box of Kleenex and got emotional? Florida Marlins. Yeah! Were, were they the Florida Marlins? Uh, yeah. Beat it. I'm gonna drop the mic. Beat it, yeah! Yeah! That is an expensive mic. Do not drop that. Right, Too New easy, bro. Here. Too an easy. Mic. All right, that's that correct. Do you have anything easy. more to give away? A game you sweat towel? No game you sweat right, towel. It's a free beer, courtesy of me. Beer, wow. Oh, she raised her hand quick. All right. She came right up. Yeah, there she right. came. You got to answer a question, though. I'll try. Well, okay. Are you a do do Go to the mic over here. Name, where are you from? Uh, Pittsburgh, New York. Pittsburgh? Wow. Yep. Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, yes, out of Rochester. Rochester, Pittsburgh, New York. Rochester. Rochester, okay. What's your level? You're ah. What's your level of Mets fandom? So I would give it a 7.5 out of 10. That's no, not bad. What are you, are pizza slices now? Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. How long back challenge. are you going? She's got the one bite challenge. You want a current or you want an old question? What do you feel oh, better I, about? I think I'm better at current. Current? Like, I started with Edgardo and Ray Ardonez and that okay. kind of okay. era. I'll give kind of a tough one. If you can't get it, I'll give no, you another no, one. No, don't give me a tough one. That's <laughs> right. not fair. Oh, my God. I know. What about Matthew Wears? 
What isn't Maz wearing right now? That's pretty bad. What, is it show and tell right now? That's close. I was at Mike Piazza's first game. I was at the first Mets game after 9-11. And I was... How about this? I got lucky. Who gave up today? the whoa, whoa, whoa! It's a what family show, man. Today. What team you did the Mets today? play? So I, I was there today. What? What team did the Mets play the first game after 9-11? What just happened? Wait. I was gonna I say who pitched, but am I the only say. one that heard that? <laughs> it's pretty easy. You should. It's a rival, division rival. Atlanta. That's correct. The Braves. Wow. That's a free beer. That is free the, beer. That's what we do here at the show. Maybe the worst poor beer in the history of mankind. So there you go. All right, amazing but true. Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa. Give it up for Figgy. Give it up for AG Sports Groupies. Give it up for Andrew Hartz. Yes, sir. Give it up for Ebbs Brewing Co. Give it up for Cadillac. Cadillac showroom today. Be iconic. Uh, give it up for me, Jake Brown. Thank you. Thank you. How to uh, get some artificial cloud, artificial crowd noise put in here? I gave Figgy a shout out, and uh, thanks for coming, everyone. Yeah. The Mets look to sweep on Sunday. They look to sweep the Dodgers. Can I get a let's go Mets? Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Amazing, but Summer's Day with Billy Wagner. What kind of heat you throwing out there? What do you still got in the tank? Oh, hi. I'm, I'm hoping not to get hurt. I'm going with the don't get hurt feature. That's really what I'm well, What does the radar gun say right now? Figgy's at 83. What are you at? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm worried. I'm a little worried right now. I, I really want to see where the competition, like Bartolo's going to come out, and he's going to be going 90. And, and I'm going, I mean, he's still trying to make a playoff roster. <laughs> Murphy's trying to make, and so is Reyes. They're all working, so I'm worried if I have to face him, I'm going to have to tone it up a little bit. Did you prep for this? Have you been warming up? I'm a high school coach. I throw every day. Yeah, he's so you're more prepared than a lot of these oh, guys. I don't know. I haven't had to put effort into it now. So What's it like seeing your old manager and a lot of your uh, old teammates? You know what? This is this is what it's about, is getting the opportunity to reach out and see guys that you don't see. I haven't been back in New York in 16 years. And so to come back and see these guys and just enjoy that, man, don't get any better. Who's your favorite guy that you see today? Johnny? This is my favorite guy ever. This is my, the best big leaguer I've ever met right here. John, who's, who's the best guy? He said you're the best guy you, you've seen today. Who's your favorite here? Uh, Babe Ruth used to be my favorite. <laughs> what, do you, what kind of heat are you throwing? What do you got today? Uh, ben Gay. <laughs> Flex all. That's the heat I'm throwing. <laughs> How cool is it to see all your old teammates and managers and everyone? It feels here? great. It feels great to see everybody. Everybody healthy. Thank God. But this is great. Uh, they bring back the players, uh, not only for the players, but for the fans and the organization. Who do you want to face most today? Uh, nobody. I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> Anybody that's going to pull the ball. Anyone uh, over 60, I'll face. Timmy right. <laughs> Tuvel, how you feeling? You're in the starting lineup. Oh, boy. Have you been warming up for this moment? I, I warmed up. I've been down in AAA working out with some of the guys in AA. Whenever I go to the uh, roving infield stuff where I bounce around towns, I got to take some swings, bro. What do you ready. got at the dish? Are you double? Do you I have any home run power I left I just in got you? line drive power right now. <laughs> so singles hitter? It's not coming out. No, I, mean, I may stretch a double. We'll see. We'll see. 
but uh, I'm working on centering the baseball today. How cool is this? Old Timers Day back, a lot of your old teammates, managers. It's how cool very is this? cool. It's very cool to see the uh, players I played with, how they've uh, kind of gotten a little bit older, a little wiser, and uh, we, get to, we get to have some fun out here for a day. And, you know, representing the Mets again, that's pretty cool. Is this a World Series team this year? Uh, they have the magic. They definitely have the magic. They're uh, they're coming from behind quite a bit. Uh, they're playing good baseball. They're hitting the ball the other way. They're making pitchers pitch hard. Defense has been solid. So you know they got the makings. Uh, we got to hold hold up on the pitching end and uh, maybe uh, uh, you know watch the watch the injury injury list. And if they stay away from that, I think they got a really good chance. Remind you of '86 at all? A lot. A lot of the comeback wins last night. Pete Alonso had a big base hit night before he had the uh, two-run homer so there's a lot of good things coming on late in the games that you know that we did in 1986. All right Glenn what do you throw what kind of cheese you got left? Uh, I probably got like some high 70s maybe 80 if I'm lucky. Who are you looking forward to facing the most? Anybody out there I'd be good to just get out and get on the mound. Have you been told you get one batter two or how many are you facing? No clue I'll be ready to go though if they need me. How cool is it to be back here and on the city field field for the first time? It's incredible being back here around all these guys. I mean, generations of Met teams and players. It's incredible. Is this a World Series team? Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. They're going all the way. Yeah, I think they, uh, with the pitching they have and the and the way they've been playing all year, they're going to be tough to beat. All right. All right. We're with Doc Good and Doc is starting. What kind of cheese you got left in the tank? I feel open. I get it right. The whole generation, I'm open. How you feeling? All right. You see a lot of the cousin Larry today. I'm Charlie Don. I'm Charlie Don. How cool is it for old timers to be back? How you, how you feel to see a lot of your old guys here? I was great. It's great to see a lot of the guys, the world of the guys, the two, the Good in front of the program. Amazing but true.